Third time isn't the charm for the New Orleans Saints. Welcome inside another episode of Big Easy in the Big Apple with your host, Chris Rosvoglu. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Rosvoglu Report. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. It stings. It always stings. It always will sting when the Saints get knocked out of the playoffs. I don't care if it's the Minnesota Miracle or the No Call or whatever the hell you want to call yesterday. It always stings, and there's no way around it. And I think what you need to do more than anything, is just be a realist about what's going on. Read the room, understand what needs to be done and what shouldn't be done and, and what they need to change. And I think a lot of the Houdat Nation struggles with that. And, I, and I'm not saying it to be mean. I, I'm just, I mean the truth, though. A lot of you guys have to understand that cursing out and flying off the hit, it doesn't do anything. I mean, if that's your way of coping with it, fine. But you can't just blow up a whole roster and a whole coaching staff and, and this and that just to fix what's going on. I'll tell you what they need to do in the offseason in the second half of the show, and that involves what happens at quarterback because that's the biggest thing the Saints can do this offseason. But just to go over why I'm frustrated about this game, and I'm not going to give you the breakdown of what went wrong um, on every drive, every quarter, because you guys all watch the game. There's not a snap that you guys missed. You're the most devoted fan base in the NFL. I'm sure you guys caught everything. But let me tell you something about this game. If you're blaming the defense for why the Saints lost, I would suggest you stop listening. Because I saw a lot of people come up with this bullshit that, oh, well, the defense gave up a gave up that touchdown in overtime. If they don't do that, we have a chance to win. The Saints scored, made it 20-17. to The defense gets a key stop. The Saints go down the field inside Vikings territory, and Drew Brees fumbles with three and a half minutes left. And guess what? The Saints defense gets another stop in about a minute and a half. So the offense gets the ball back again with about um, almost two minutes, probably about two minutes of time. And guess what the offense does? They settle for a field goal because their clock management was terrible. They were not explosive. Their quarterback was terrible. The offensive line play was god awful. But you're going to sit here and blame the defense. Let me tell you something. This is exactly why I was frustrated leading into this game. Everyone assumed because the Vikings were playing bad going into the playoffs, they aren't a good team. That's what a lot of you guys assume. That's what a lot of the media assumed. A lot of people thought that. Look at this Vikings roster. Kirk Cousins isn't that good. I didn't even think Kirk Cousins played that well yesterday. I think the Saints and the crowd really rattled him until overtime where he settled in. He got that great throw to Thielen, and the rest is history. I don't think he played that well. Dalvin Cook, though, physical. Alexander Madison played pretty well. Adam Thielen destroyed Marshawn Lattimore, who I'm going to talk about in just a second. Kyle Rudolph, another good game for him. The only guy who didn't do anything for the Vikings Funny enough, was Stephon Diggs with two catches for 19 yards. Did nothing. He was a no-show. They have talent, and they showed it. And their defense has talent, and Mike Zimmer game-planned perfectly to destroy the inside of the pocket and make Drew Brees uncomfortable, and it worked to perfection, and it really did. And my other issue here is the way the Saints handle things. Cam Jordan goes on Twitter and writes, 
if you're not, if you're hopping off the bandwagon, don't hop on next season, dude. Fuck you. And I know it sounds rude. And I know you're probably gonna be saying, "Oh, well, you wouldn't say that at Cam's face." Yeah, you're probably right because the guy's actually a good guy and he's a big dude. And no shit, I'm not gonna get into a tussle with Cam Jordan. But let me tell you something. The last thing you should do after a game like that is take shots at the fan base. The fan base has been sitting here through thick and thin, and most of it's freaking you know thin and. You go through three seasons of disappointment in the playoffs, and you're going to sit there taking a shot at the fans? Dude, you ran your mouth the whole week leading up to this game, and you had a sack. I get it. People are going to say he wasn't a no-show, but he really didn't do much outside of that one play. Trey Hendrickson was the best defensive end on the field that day, and that's the truth. And I like Cam, and I'll never want the Saints to get rid of Cam because I know that every game he's going to play hard, and sometimes it's not his fault. It's not everything he can control. But after opening your mouth the whole week, the first reaction was to really just call out the fan base. Dude, that's soft. And then a couple of them blaming the refs. If you woke up this morning and your initial reaction was, man, the refs cost us again, get over yourself. The refs are not the reason why the Saints lost. If this Saints team, which was flying high into the playoffs, if you needed the refs to call OPI for you to beat the freaking Vikings in your own home building, whose fault is that? Like, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. The Saints lost last year because of the refs. And there's not a doubt in my mind if they throw that P.I., the Saints win, they go to the Super Bowl, who knows what happens. I agree with you guys. And I made a big stink about that game, and I always will because that one stings. The Saints did not lose because of the refs yesterday. The Saints lost because the Saints got outcoached and outplayed by a team that was not going to take no for an answer on Sunday. And that's the truth. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to go through the whole list of free agents and who the Saints should keep, who the Saints shouldn't keep. There's one guy, though, I know for sure that the Saints should not keep. I, and I don't, I don't think he should stay at all. They're going to have to make a decision to make because he's not a free agent. So it's either they're going to have to trade him or they're going to have to just let him, let him play on this contract. I would prefer if they trade him. I never want to see Marcus Williams play a down of football for the Saints ever again. And I know what you guys are going to say. Oh, well, his pro football focus stats are great, Chris. Dude, I don't care what any PFF stat says. The job of a free safety is to make sure your cornerbacks don't get beat over the top. And yet every freaking time the cornerbacks get beat over the top, Marcus Williams is 30 yards away from the football. Dude, where were you? He was great his rookie season. And that Minnesota game fucked him mentally. It fucked him. He's damaged goods. And no one wants to admit it. He can't tackle. He doesn't make plays over the top. The job of the free safety is to make sure you don't get beat. And guess what? He always lets that happen. He's not that good. Everyone, for some reason, loves him, and I don't know why. He's the most mentally weak person on this team. He blocks everyone on Twitter when something doesn't go his way. Marcus Williams is a bitch. And, and people who want to defend him and say he should get an extension, fine. The guy is damaged goods. He shouldn't be on the team. Guess what? When P.J. Williams was playing free safety, I felt so much more comfortable. So much more comfortable. Everyone wants to talk about what this team did wrong, and a lot of them did wrong, and a lot of them were out of control yesterday. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, a damn rookie, I watched that kid play, and I'm like, he's got it. He, he just has that it factor, that dog in him. That kid is going to be good for the Saints for a long time. The Saints can now find DBs, get rid of Marcus Williams, and get another one. And here's the funny thing. A lot of you guys love to hype up Marcus Williams, but you don't give Von Bell your, your, his props. And some people yesterday are like, Man, why is Von Bell always lucky enough to be around the ball? It's not luck. It's called he's a ball hawk. He knows where the ball's going. He travels well to the football. And when there's the ball on the floor, he's the first one to get it. What does that tell you? 
Saints are going to have a decision to make with their safeties, and I don't think it's much of a decision. You keep Von Bell, who keeps getting better every year. He's dependable. He's a hard hitter. I don't have to worry about Von Bell missing a tackle. That kid is outstanding. Marcus Williams, on the other hand, pack your bags. Get the hell out of here. He freaking stinks. And I'll tell you someone else who, if he doesn't pick up his slack, will not be in in New Orleans for long. Marshawn Lattimore. What the hell was that yesterday? Janoris Jenkins was with the Saints for all but two days and picked up the playbook and shut down Stephon Diggs yesterday. And Marshawn Lattimore got embarrassed on a national stage against Adam Thielen. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. This guy might be the most talented player on the Saints team when he wants to be. And he doesn't always want to be. I said last year in the divisional round against the Eagles, Marshawn Lattimore single-handedly willed the Saints to victory. He had two picks in that game. He was outstanding. They put him on Ertz. They put him on Jeffrey. They matter who they put him on. He played well. He was god-awful yesterday. And then he starts arguing with Aaron Glenn. I don't know what you guys think about Aaron Glenn, but I think he's an outstanding secondary coach. I think the Saints are lucky to have him. And I also think that Aaron Glenn should not be getting yelled at when Marshawn's the one getting beat and his safety, Marcus Williams, is never giving him help over the top. Like, come on, take your aggression out on someone else, dude. And credit to C.J. Gardner-Johnson for going to help out and making sure Lattimore doesn't fly off the handle. Credit to him. But seriously, Lattimore's got ego issues, and that's a problem. And the Saints are going to have to figure that out. Now, it's not all bad. I don't want to harp on this team because at the end of the day, it's a talented team. They had a good regular season. There's a lot to look forward to going in the future. But let me tell you about the guys who I feel really confident about. One, Demario Davis. I don't think there's a guy on this football team that plays harder than Demario Davis. Every snap is to the whistle. Every snap, you know what you're going to get out of him. And he's a leader. The Saints went 5-0 and when Drew went down, not just because they have a good team. Demario stepped in and filled in that leadership role, and he did it perfectly. The, the locker room respects him. They know what to get out of him. I love Demario Davis. I hope the Saints extend his contract. I think he's a baller. The Saints have a stud there. Michael Thomas, man. I know a lot of people are going to say that kid ma- played mediocre yesterday. Let me tell you something about Michael Thomas. You can only catch what's thrown to you. And he got targeted eight times, and he came up with seven catches. And the Saints offense stunk. It absolutely stunk. I'm not blaming Michael Thomas one bit. He had one of the best, if not the best season you're going to see from a wide receiver. And I know what I'm going to get out of him next year. The Saints are going to get 120-plus catches and about 1,500 yards, and he's going to go off again. And he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. I love what they have there. Deontay Harris is special. I thought he was great. I can't wait to see what Sean Payton does with him in this offense. I think Latavius Murray's a good player. Problem is his coach doesn't use him. The only thing that bottles up Latavius Murray, it's Sean Payton, the only person. And how about Taysom Hill? I can't speak enough about how well he played yesterday. And he almost had a playoff game to remember, one for the books, if they won. And I thought at one point he was the only guy on this Saints offense that was like, give me the freaking ball, get out of my way, I'm going to make us win. And I loved it. He he had a receiving touchdown. He was great as a runner. He made that 50-yard pass to Deontay Harris. I don't know if he's a quarterback. And, I, and I've said many times I don't think he is, but maybe I'm wrong. And I, I'd love to see it. And Sean Payton is not bullshitting anyone when he thinks highly of this kid. Maybe he doesn't think he's going to be Steve Young as a quarterback, but Taysom Hill's a weapon. It's not a gimmick. They're better when he's on the field. Dude just gets the job done. He's a football player. And he's going to be a free agent, and they're going to have a decision to make, but they better not lose him because Taysom Hill's special. And I saw it yesterday with my own two eyes. You guys did too. Taysom Hill doesn't play. The Saints get routed at home. Guy was unreal um, on Sunday against the Vikings. Now, when I come out of the break, I'm going to talk about the question you guys are all waiting for. It's probably the reason you're listening. 
What do the Saints do with Drew Brees? What do the Saints do in free agency? Who's their quarterback? What do they do at head coach? All those answers coming up right after the break. And welcome back inside Big Easy in the Big Apple. Once again, your host, Chris Rosvogu. Now, before I say what the Saints should do at quarterback, where they go from here, I'm just going to answer a couple of questions that you guys left for me on Twitter, almost like a speed round. First one, how did you feel about the two-minute drive and regulation? I thought they were settling for a tie, which was sickening. I, I thought it was awful. Um, I really don't know. You know, I, I thought it was terrible. Next up, what do I do with my Sundays? I don't know. Something more enjoyable than watching the Saints lose in the playoffs. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. Maybe go to the movies or something. Um, if you can only keep three of your upcoming free agents, who would they be? Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, Von Bell. Now, that's probably giving you a hint of what I, where I'm going in about a minute from now. Um, thoughts on Sean Payton getting outcoached again in the postseason? I, I'm going to say this so people understand. Sean Payton didn't get outcoached against Sean McVay. Sean Payton has been outcoached twice now against Mike Zimmer. And the reason is Mike Zimmer and Sean Payton are from Dallas. They were on the same coaching staff. They know each other too well. It doesn't surprise me that Sean Payton gets outcoached there. For the most of the, for most of the year, though, Sean Payton does not get outcoached. He outcoaches the other opponent. And we saw that. When the Saints didn't have Breeze, Sean Payton went into his bag. They won five games because Sean Payton looked like the best damn head coach in the NFL. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. He's a great coach. There's no reason for them to move on. And I wouldn't stress too much about Zimmer outcoaching him because they know each other. Know everything. Um, what happened? How did they lose this game? I mean, Drew didn't play well. The defense played well, in my opinion, for the Vikings. Played really well. Um, offensive line was bad. Drew Brees was bad. Costly turnovers too. Um, why does Sean Payton have Drew Brees throwing when he fumbled? Run is working. Look, yeah, you could say they should run the football, but Drew Brees has to just take the sack and not try to make too much out of it. You have to know the time and situation. You're a Hall of Fame quarterback. You shouldn't make that mistake. It's just huge. Um, I, I just don't get it. Um, what happened there? Um, all right, I'm going to answer this one. This one's kind of scary though. Why do I, why don't I want to kill myself? I'm no longer vulnerable to us losing in playoff games. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It didn't. I. Was I bothered that they lost? Yeah, sure. But like they lost in 10 minutes later. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, man. I mean, it's whatever. They lost the playoff game. We're used to it. That's the way it is. Um, next question. End of the Saints for a while, right? I mean, after that, there's nothing left. That's a tough one. I think they're going to have to make an overhaul this, this season. You can't go in with the same roster because eventually it just bites you in the ass and all that pimped up frustration just boils over. They're going to have to make a lot of changes, bringing a lot of fresh blood to fix what's going on there. Um, why can't we win? I, look, first year was just Marcus Williams. And Drew Brees sucked in the first half. I don't think enough people talked about that. But Drew made the dry, the great plays when he had to. And the Saints should have won. Marcus Williams effed up. Second game, I mean, the Rams one's bullshit. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, that one's bullshit. Third one is just like you run out of gas in these sprints. And this team was not mentally ready for what was supposed to come on Sunday. It's the truth. Um, will Taysom Hill still be a badass next season? Yeah, I think that's like a rhetorical question. Taysom Hill is a badass. He'll always be a badass. The dude's a freaking Terminator. Um, I, I think he'll be fine there. Um, where do we go from here? Look, I, I don't know. I'm excited for the Saints' future, though. I think it's like I'm cautiously optimistic. I know that there's a chance I could just drop down, but I, I do like the talent on this team. So why not? Why can't they continue to be good? I, I don't get it. Uh, maybe not a Super Bowl, but just be good. Be competitive. Make it fun. And, and I think they can. Um, who are the crucial players that can't afford to lose this offseason? Can't lose Von Bell. 
and you got to make a decision on which quarterback or quarterbacks you want to keep. So that's really it. Um, what position slash pieces do we need to acquire? We need another wide receiver, an offensive guard, because Andrews Pete is the worst fucking offensive guard ever. The guy stinks. And maybe more help on the either the defensive line or the secondary, or maybe both. I, I think that's where you can go. And another linebacker. Unless Caden Ellis is back and Anzalone's back, then fine. Maybe, maybe they don't need a linebacker, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But, yeah, wide receiver, offensive guard, maybe some D-line help, maybe some secondary help. Um, is any team scared of the Dome anymore? No, that, that's the thing. No one's scared of the Dome. It's not – for some reason, people don't want to admit it, the issue with the Dome now is the offense isn't putting up enough points in the Dome to force the, the other side of the, the other team, the other offense, to press the issue and say, oh, shit, we got to force the ball down the field. And when you do that, then the crowd ramps up. Crowd was excellent yesterday. They were they hyped up the defense. The defense played fine. Offense just didn't step up. And when the offense steps up, it adds life to the crowd. The offense needs to do something so that when the defense is on the field, they rev up and they're like, man, get them off the field so the offense can get the ball. But when the offense isn't doing anything, it's just, just flat. So that's, that's really my take on it. Uh, two things I'd like to touch on one dimensional last two playoff games and it cost us Williams safety. Isn't it Williams as the safety. Isn't your job to get over the top. He's always late. Yeah. I, I ripped on him already. He's always late as for one dimensional. Yeah. The saints keep going away from the run. It's it sucks. I can't stand it, but whatever. Not surprised by it. Um, and, and that's probably it. The rest is mostly you guys just venting, which is fine. I, I love it. So I'm going to move on from the questions and just get into, um, what the Saints team needs to do. This one I'm going to answer quickly because I think it's just stupid that people even brought it up. If you think the Saints should get rid of Sean Payton, that is fine. Just do me a favor. Go on Google. Type in Saints win-loss record by seasons and go before Sean Payton got here. And then let me know if you want Sean Payton gone. Okay, you don't want him gone. All right, cool. Because you know why? Sean Payton's a top five head coach. Sean Payton's a Super Bowl winning head coach. Sean Payton, granted his play calls were shit yesterday, can't control his quarterback throwing a stupid interception with two minutes left in the first half. Can't control his quarterback fumbling the football late when it matters. Can't control his running back falling down when no one's around him. Can't control his offensive guards just wetting the freaking bed. There's a lot of things Sean Payton can't control. Now, I do think Sean Payton needs to be better in late-game situations. I do think Sean Payton sometimes his arrogance gets the best of him. I'll agree with that. If Sean Payton was a head coach today, teams would fire their head coach to fire Sean Payton. So what does that tell you? He's a great head coach. You don't get rid of a great head coach. You get rid of Sean Payton, this team is instantly shit. Instantly shit. I just wanted to remind, remind you guys. In 2011, they went 13-3. Sean Payton gets suspended after. That same roster, for the most part, went 7-9 the next year. What was the reason? They, a six-win difference when Sean Payton's not in there. Th that tells me all I need to know. Champagne's not going anywhere, nor should he. The Saints know what they got in their head coach. He's a great head coach, and they'll be fine. Now, I do think Sean should give up play calling sometimes. I think Sean should be able to listen to Carmichael. You know when Carmichael's calling the plays, because that's when the Saints run the football a lot. That's when Carmichael's getting his influence in there. I think Sean needs to take a step back and realize he's great. He doesn't need to do it all by himself, though. You have guys on the staff that are more than competent enough to get it rolling. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll figure it out. Um, I think Sean will. Here it is. Let's talk about it. You guys don't want to hear it? You got. I'm giving you a chance right now to pause or hang it up, switch apps, do whatever you want. I'm giving you a chance because what I'm going to say is going to bother you, and it's the truth, and I don't give a shit if it bothers you or not. 
Drew Brees is my favorite athlete of all time. The man deserves a statue in front of the Superdome. He will be a first bout All-Famer. He's a top seven quarterback of all time. All those are true. He's the best statistical quarterback. He, he's, he's the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. He's one of the all-time greats. He's a great dude, a great quarterback, and fans love him, and they should. The Drew Brees era, era with the New Orleans Saints is done, for all I know. You cannot play in today's NFL where you need to sub out your quarterback to put in another one just so you could throw a deep pass. I don't think people are thinking about that. The Saints need to literally take Drew Brees off the field and put Taysom Hill on the field just so they can scare the defense and throw the ball over the top. Come on. That can't happen. Drew Brees had a great month in December. A great month. He was the best quarterback in December. And Drew Brees can still play. Don't get me wrong. But if the Saints want to win a Super Bowl, they're not going to get it done with this pop gun offense that only throws short passes, has no vertical threat, has no even... It, they don't even intimidate the defense. The defense can play press up because, like, dude, Drew Brees is not thrown over the top of us. That's the truth. And New England's learning that with Tom Brady, and that's why they struggle this year, too. People are saying Tom Brady can't throw anymore. Drew Brees is still accurate, and I think people have to live with this. I don't think Drew's going to retire. I don't think Drew's going to retire. But you have to be okay with knowing Drew can stay in the NFL and play for someone else. There is no reason he should be on the Saints next year. And I know that's going to piss you guys off, and I don't care. The Saints want to win. Taysom Hill needs to be on this team. Teddy Bridgewater needs to be on this team. And I'll tell you why. Not only does subbing in Taysom Hill mean the Saints are literally showing you and telling you they don't have a quarterback to throw deep anymore. When Taysom Hill goes in, Drew Brees comes in after, and all of a sudden, he's like nervous. He's like, dude, I, I got to make a good throw here. Taysom's going to, you know, he's going to show me out. I, I got to make a good throw. Throws a shit interception with two minutes left in the first quarter that ends up, first half that ends up turning into touchdown for Minnesota, which if you look back at it, I think was the most costly mistake of it all. Fumbles it late in the game when he shouldn't. Was making stupid decisions time and time again. He actually, in the first quarter, threw a near pick on the sideline. And if Michael Thomas doesn't make an insane adjustment, Xavier Rose has a pick six. No one talked about it, but it's the truth. Drew Brees against the Vikings. Throws a pick and fumbles. Drew Brees against the Rams. Throws a pick in overtime. Drew Brees against the Eagles. Throws a pick on the very first play of the game. Drew Brees against the Vikings. Throws two picks in the first half. Drew Brees against the Panthers. Throws a pick in the fourth quarter on fourth down with three minutes remaining. I love Drew Brees. But let's not be naive. And just because you are great and just because you are the best player in franchise history doesn't mean that we have to ignore when you're not coming up in the big moments. And he's not. And I, I love Drew. I have never badmouthed Drew on this show, and I don't like badmouthing Drew. But if the Saints want to win, they have to move on with your 27-year-old quarterback and your freaking soon-to-be 30-year-old beast in Taysom Hill. That's the way you got to do it. And let me tell you why I think that's the way to do it. Teddy Bridgewater, as the Saints quarterback, he's not Drew Brees. I'm not stupid. I know you guys are going to say I overrate Teddy, and that's fine. You guys can say whatever you want. The Saints were 5-0. The team kept getting better every week with him. And what I love the most is Teddy can get subbed out and come back in and nothing changes. Drew's a perfectionist. He gets subbed out. Shit goes to the freaking side. Shit hits the fan because his rhythm's thrown off. And the only reason they have to sub him out is because he can't throw deep. And Sean Payton learned this two years ago. That's why he started getting into this rhythm with getting uh, Taysom Hill in and getting him more snaps. 
I, I just don't see how it works. And maybe Drew retires and we don't even have to talk about who they should keep. So maybe that happens. I'm not saying I want him to retire. I'm okay with Drew Brees leaving. I'm okay with Drew Brees going somewhere else and having success. It's all about being able to accept that. It's like it's like a relationship. If you're going to leave someone or if she's going to leave you for per se, be okay with knowing that she's going to find someone else and she's probably going to be happy with someone else. Drew Brees can go to the freaking outside of the Patriots because the Patriots would stink. But Drew Brees could go back to the freaking Chargers for all we care. And if he finds success, all right, good for Drew. Like, I'm happy for him. Drew can go to, I don't know, name a team. I really have no clue. I'm just trying to think of a team. Drew can go to the freaking uh, the Lions. He can go to the Bears. I don't care. And if he plays well, good for him. I wish him all the best. But, like, this Saints team is young. They have a lot of talent. I don't think you can just give up your future because you want to hold on to the past. I, I, that's my opinion. And that's what you'd be doing. And Teddy Bridgewater is only going to get better. He knows what he has in New Orleans. That's why Teddy has not made any comment or any hint about him leaving because he knows what he has in New Orleans. And if it's not Teddy Bridgewater, maybe Sean Payton, that crazy lunatic, was right and, and Taysom Hill turns into a good quarterback. Maybe. After yesterday, I won't doubt him. I mean, Taysom Hill looked good. I just, I'm trying to figure out what this team needs to do. And I just don't think keeping a 41-year-old quarterback who can't throw deep is the answer. And it sucks. I get it. And a lot of you are going to be pissed, and I get that too. But you have to be realistic. Drew Brees is not going to get this team to Super Bowl. If it didn't happen the last three years, why the hell would it change now? This team needs to change. This team needs to embrace a, you know, a culture without Drew. And Drew's been the culture the last decade and a half. But it's not the same anymore. The Saints are not the same team. And I'll tell you what. I didn't have a lot of fun watching the Saints this season. I didn't think the Saints at any point made it fun. But the five games that Drew was out, for some reason that was fun. It was fun watching them beat the shit out of Chicago in the Windy City. It was fun watching them beat the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. It was fun watching them going to Seattle, who might make the NFC Championship game, it might win the NFC, and Teddy Bridgewater went in there and beat them. Like, that was fun. It was fun watching them against the Bucs, where Teddy just th- turned it on. He had four touchdown passes. That was all fun. I, I, I don't know, man. You, you guys can say whatever you want, but Drew Brees, it didn't click for him until, like, his mid to late 20s, and then he went off. Who's to say Teddy Bridgewater's best years aren't even here yet or haven't passed, and he just goes off in the next couple of years? You don't know that. And I'm willing to take that uncertainty because I want something new. I want something different. This Saints team is flat now. It, it is where it is. You need to make a change. And if you're worried about locker room leadership, that's fine. I know if the Saints move on from Drew Brees, DeMario Davis is going to be in the middle of that huddle commanding respect from every other player on that roster. I know what I have in him. So you don't want to accept the errors over? Fine, but it is. The Drew Brees era is dead. And, ne- and next year... I swear to God, I better not be seeing the Saints making substitutions at quarterback because one of their quarterbacks can't throw it deep. I don't want to see it. I don't think anyone wants to see it. Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, statue outside of the Superdome, all that. It's over, though. It's over. If last year wasn't the hint, this year put it away. Nail in the coffin. It's over. He's not done. He's just done with the Saints, in my opinion. That's just how I feel about it. And I'm not going to change my stance on it. I don't care what anyone thinks. Um, that's truly how I feel about what's going on here. But let me know what you think. 
Let me know if you think that Drew Brees deserves to be back. Let me know if you think I'm a big idiot because I'll accept that too on Twitter. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I love all you guys. So just let me know what you think. But I really do believe Drew's gone and you got to go with Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. And let me tell you something. Last thing real quick before I log off. Teddy Bridgewater also doesn't get insulted by Taysom Hill getting subbed in because Teddy doesn't have an ego. Drew Brees and every all-time great quarterback, your Peyton Manning's, your Tom Brady's, your Aaron Rodgers, their ego's through the roof. And I get it. I mean, when your shit doesn't stink, your ego is usually through the roof. So that's why it's like that. Teddy could get subbed out, come back in, and it doesn't bother him. That's, that's just what it is. And I think the Saints offense with Teddy and Taysom move, maneuvering them around, you got to. Because the NFL is different now. You can't have a 40-year-old quarterback playing against these fast defensive ends and fast linebackers. You need a running slash mobile quarterback. Look at the ones left in the playoffs. Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Ryan Tannehill can move, Deshaun Watson. It's the new NFL, and the Saints have to catch up to that. You can't be playing with a 41-year-old quarterback in a league that just moves too quick. can't. It's not going to work. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Big Easy in the Big Apple. I will be with you guys throughout the offseason. I'm not going anywhere. This podcast will continue to run. We'll talk about different topics and interesting shit throughout the freaking offseason, and we'll see what the Saints decide to do. So it'll be interesting for sure. Um, but anyway, guys, make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it uh, five stars if you can on iTunes. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I know it's going to be tough without the Saints, but they have to move on and find a way and see what they're going to do. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be an interesting offseason. I'll tell you that much for sure. But thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. And remember, even though it's tough times right now, this Saints team will get through it. Just stay confident and stay blessed. So thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for more content.